0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk coming up. Got some college basketball to talk about. Mark Minner will join us. The voice of the Bulldogs, a very happy voice of the Butler Bulldogs. Plus, more high school basketball on a busy Friday night. Right now, though, you know what time it is. Top of the hour scoreboard update with the man himself. It's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz
2: we got tons more scores to get to and some games coming up. High school, college, and professional. Let's start, though, with boys, high school, basketball. There was a tournament today, the Putnam County Tournament. Castle and Cloverdale played for third place, and they took it to double overtime. Greencastle would win, though, 40-38 in that game, finishing third place in the Putnam County Tournament. The finals, who better for it to be between than North Putnam and South Putnam? North would win that matchup, though, winning the tournament 67-58. to Now, looping back to the top of the alphabet, scores in Boys High School basketball, Adams Central beat South Adams 64-20. Anderson beat Logansport 64-44. Avon beat Franklin Central 64-53. Beach Grove defeated Cascade 59-36. Ben Davis was up over Lawrence North 62-45. Benton Central over Tri-County 49-40. Bloomfield beat Washington. 73-45. Seventy-three to forty-five, Blue River beat Centerville seventy-five to forty-six. Boonville beat Mount Vernon Posey fifty-one to thirty-nine. Brownsburg was up over Noblesville sixty to fifty-four. Brownstown Central won against Bedford North Lawrence forty-seven to forty-six. Carmel beat Hamilton Southeastern forty-eight to thirty-seven. Carroll Flora defeated Sheridan seventy-four to forty-one, and Carroll Fort Wayne beat Fort Wayne Northrop eighty-four to fifty-seven. Castle defeated Jasper 60-42, Chesterton would go on to beat Portage 76-42, and my favorite name to say, Trebusco, would beat Hamilton 82-52. Moving on to some college basketball, some games that are going to be played tomorrow. The Ball State Cardinals are going to be taking on the Bowling Green Falcons at 2 p.m. Ball State currently 17-7 on the year, that game tipping off at 2 p.m. The Indiana State Sycamores at 7 and 9, are going to be taking on the Northern Iowa Panthers at 2 p.m. as well. Notre Dame, who's been struggling this season with a record of 10 and 14, they're going to be taking on Virginia Tech, tipping off at 2 p.m., that game being streamed on ESPN+. The Southern Indiana Screaming Eagles will also be in action at 9 p.m., a late-night game against the Lindenwood Lions. Games that were played today, once again, let's mention the upset. The Butler Bulldogs managed to defeat the Xavier Musketeers. Xavier ranked 13th going into this game. They'll certainly drop in the AP polls when those come out later on, after a loss to the Butler Bulldogs, 69-67. Also, Purdue-Fort Wayne, the Macedons, were in action tonight. They lost to the Youngstown State Penguins, 81-72. Pivoting back to high school basketball we've got more girls scores I'm sorry more girls games some regional games coming up tomorrow let's give you the matchups starting with class 2A the Winnemac Regional is going to see Central Noble take on South Central Union Mills that game will tip off at 1 pm Andrean and North Miami will tip off at 4 pm in Lapel Regional Eastbrook and Lapel will tip off at 4 pm Lafayette Central Catholic and Fort Wayne Bishop lures will tip off at 7. The Southmont Regional is going to consist of Eastern Hancock versus University at 1 p.m. Green Castle will take on Union City at 4 p.m. The Crawford County Regional will start with South Ripley versus North Knox and then end with Brownstown Central against Forest Park at 7 p.m. Now, the Class 1A Regionals, Caston is going to be Tri County against Bethany Christian at 1 p.m., Washington Township against Argus at 4. At West Dell, Tri Central and Rossville will start at 4 p.m. Tri and Southwood are going to tip off at 7. The Southwestern Shelbyville Regional will start with Jack Sendell against Bethesda Christian at 1 p.m. Eminence is going to take on Bloomfield at 4. West Washington, their Regional will consist of Springs Valley against Trinity Lutheran at 4 p.m., Lanesville versus Wood Memorial. At 7 p.m. And then let's do just the two college teams tomorrow. The Hoosiers are going to be in action against the Michigan Wolverines at 6 p.m. The Hoosiers, who defeated Purdue earlier this month. And Purdue will be taking on Northwestern on Sunday at 2 p.m. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. College basketball tonight. Butler Bulldogs with an impressive and much-needed win over Xavier. In Big East play, 69-67 the final. The voice of the Butler Bulldogs, Mark Minner, joins me. Mark, thanks so much for the call. What a great win for the Dogs tonight.
3: Well, it was fantastic. Capped off a great 2-0 week. Coach, um, St. John's a nail-biter uh, by two points on Tuesday night. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, look, a top 15 game, a rivalry game, a team that's top of the Big East. Right. They come into Ankle Fieldhouse. It's a sellout. It was a remarkable atmosphere, and uh, and certainly a really good night for uh, for Bulldog fans
1: out there. You have the best job in the biz right now. Night like tonight, who doesn't like who doesn't like going to work on a night like tonight? You, you know, because you
3: play. I mean, you've played in great venues. You've been to Hinkle Fieldhouse. Right. House. You, right. Like, when that atmosphere gets jumping, ninety three hundred. It was uh, it was packed, and um, I'll tell you, it was it was it was a lot of. Uh, fun not just to see the crowd but also a dramatic way the game ends uh, it ends after a, a goaltending call with two and a half seconds left gives butler a two-point lead that they end up winning it on so uh, just uh, you know butler xavier always has a little extra drama and uh, and this year's <laughs> rendition certainly did this point
1: so, goaltending, walk me through this so, so that I understand, having worked in a conference office for seven years, I'm sure my phone would be exploding right now, be to be honest. Moral. No, yeah, no. Uh,
3: well, I mean, so you, you're down the stretch. The quick the quick summary of the game is Butler jumps out to an early double-digit lead. They get up to 14 at halftime. Xavier starts on a 9-0 run to start the second half and gets it down all the way, sort of whittles the lead down till it's tied. There was some drama late. Nunji, who's uh, big for Xavier, tries to call a timeout. Right. Like Michigan, They didn't have any timeouts. Two technical free throws for the Bulldogs. Baller ends up being up two. Jaden Taylor commits a foul in midcourt. Uh, mm. and, and, boom, hits two free throws. So the game's tied with nine seconds left. Eric Hunter drives into the lane, tries to put a dunk down. It, the dunk didn't go, and then there was a delayed goaltending call from the far side with two and a half seconds left. It was reviewed. It was upheld. There was a last-second heave from Boove boom, at midcourt to try and win the game. It went just off the back iron, and so Butler comes away with a two-point win, and uh, the rest is uh, became a dance party on... <laughs> on Center Court at Inkelfield
1: House, so right, yeah, and the celebration starting in various uh, watering holes <laughs> in Meridian Kessler and, 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 and Broad Ripple. night, it
4: was it was right, yeah, yeah, on a Friday night,
1: <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> um, I, those of us who are, who are uh, from, you know familiar with it, I think we all understand. So, um, what's <laughs> the week? You talk about an important week. Go back to the St. John's game. I mean, this is you know a team that's quick, put pressure on you make you do some things you don't necessarily want to do dogs have had difficulty handling some pressure Uh, you had to be thrilled about getting out of that game with a w well there's no question
3: i mean Butler had uh, been on a five-game losing streak and um and was looking for something to try and change the momentum i thought the road you know we talked a little after the marquette game that the road lost to marquette was tough but i thought they played better and you saw the indications of things getting in the right direction. And St. John's, that was the case. They were down seven at halftime for the first time this season. They won a game while trailing at halftime. Came back to – and, Coach, this is a team that, you know, up until this week had really played four games that were decided by less than 10 points, both wins and losses. So you hadn't been right. pressured in late-game situations and felt that. Uh, you got a little bit more than against Marquette. Certainly St. John's, they held on to win that game after a last-second Tippin was deflected with eight-tenths of a second. And so with one-tenth of a second, the shot from Toriano did not go in. That basket was waved off. Butler avoided overtime there. Butler avoids overtime again today uh, with Xavier (laughs) in in a goaltending call with two and a half seconds left. It was a wild, wacky week for Butler basketball. But now you look at it, and you've won two in a row. You've got a top-15 win. You go on the road to Villanova. You've still got a handful of games left in, in the season. And certainly, you know, if you look back at the year, uh, Thad Mata and the, the staff and the players, they, they, they would like to have been more competitive in games. They would have liked to have won more games. But, you know, this time of year, you want to see a team starting to improve, starting to play differently, starting to, right. to take take shape. And I thought it was a really pivotal week for, for the Bulldogs. And certainly any time you ask the Butler fan base, a chance to, to get a sort of a rivalry win at home in front of a sellout crowd uh, and a top 15 opponent, they'll take that all day.
1: He's Mark Minter. He's the very happy voice of the Butler Bulldogs. Dogs beat Xavier, 80, excuse me, 69, 67. It's always great to talk to you, Mark. Thanks so much for your time and have a great weekend. You do the same, Coach. Thanks so much. We'll see you. Thanks so much. Coming up, more high school basketball. Greg Dean's going to join us. We're going to talk some hoops. Don't forget, regional action tomorrow. Get out, support your local school and young ladies. Also, join us tomorrow night. We'll talk some college basketball in addition to the regionals. Greg Rakestrow and I will be live from the IHSAA a week from Sunday, the 19th, with the boys' pairings show. We've got a lot coming up. Stay with us. More basketball coming on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
2: Clarksville and Salem in Indiana Boys High School Basketball. It was Clarksville winning 68-59. Clay City took on North Central Farmersburg and won 57-37. Leo and Columbia City took to the court with Columbia City winning 46-42. Columbus North would beat Bloomington South 51-38. Corydon Central would beat Eastern 52-45 in overtime. Covenant Christian defeated Brabeth Jesuit 51-49. Crothersville won over Seven Oaks Classical 62-44. Culver beat Pioneer 53-37. Daleville defeated Union City 71-45. Delphi was up over Rossville 51-45. Newcastle and Delta faced off. Delta would win 43-39. East Noble beat New Haven 64-61. Eastern Hancock beat Morristown decisively 75-28. East Side beat Garrett in a low-scoring game 31-27. Eastern Greentown and Elwood would face off. Elwood won by three, 39-36. Evansville Bossy beat Evansville Matterday, 72-55. Evansville Harrison faced off against Evansville Wrights, 47-45. And Evansville North would beat Evansville Central, 67-62. Fairfield beat Fremont, 61-57. And Faithfield Christian beat Clinton Central, 78-62. I've got a couple more reports for you later tonight. For Network Canadian Sports, I'm Sam Fritz.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk Season 29. It doesn't seem possible, but here we are talking high school basketball. Greg Dean from Fountain Central joins me. They beat Park Heritage tonight, 42-40. Coach, number one, congratulations on a tremendous win. And secondly, how's your father? <laughs> well, thank you for
4: the congrats on the win, and dad is doing well. Um, he, you know, tomorrow night is the the night that we're honoring the 1973 Fountain Central Sectional Championship team, which Dad was a part of. So it'll be a, a, a fun night to to be out there with him and and see all those guys coming back and and getting them. You know, with my guys and the you know after the right, game we're gonna have right. a little celebration. So um, he's looking forward to that. And if we can, we're gonna give you a call. But he's doing well.
1: Please do. I'll obviously give him my best. For those of you who don't know, Greg's father, Max Dean, the legendary Max Dean, was an assistant coach with us uh, at Franklin College when we went to the NAI National Tournament. And so, you know, just, um, just uh, I an mean, enormous impact on my life, Coach. I was a young coach. <laughs> Uh, and your dad was um, – I know I drove him crazy. <laughs> I understand it, but but I, I, I love him uh, with all my heart. I respect him as much as any coach I ever met in my life, and I'm so happy that things are going well for you and for him, and I think tomorrow night. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be there. I don't want to tell you where. I'm actually in Naples, Florida, visiting oh, wow. my daughter and son-in-law. Okay. Yeah, well, my daughter like lives it. down here. And so as an only child, she has this concept that her parents should come visit her from time to time. And so, uh, you know, how the basketball season is, there's not a lot of time. So we squeezed in a trip. And so um, we're going to have some fun and then head back. And with the beauties of technology, I can do the show anywhere. So this is a big, big big win. I know this is a big rivalry game with you and and, and Park Heritage. How do you win this Mm -hmm. game tonight, Coach? Well, i tell you what, it
4: was interesting from the get-go. Uh, we got up early 2 to nothing, and then Park Heritage held on to the ball for the next six minutes uh, <laughs> to close out the first quarter 2 to right. nothing. And uh, we went into halftime up 11-6. to six. Um, And I told our kids, you know, because they had never been a part of a game like that, and I said, what right. if we went into halftime? up 31 to 26 how would you feel and they said we feel good i said well it's the same thing it's a five-point deficit doesn't matter if it's a high score or low score we're right where we want to be and um we came out in the second half and uh park heritage did a great job of making some adjustments and and they got a lead i think they actually stretched it out to about eight um and and we fought back and our kids just kept going and um we got it into overtime and, and found a way to pull one out. Uh, my point guard, Will Harmon, hit two big threes, uh, and we hit some free throws down the stretch to ice it. So our kids did a really good job, just kept battling and, and stuck with it. And it was a big conference win for us. Um, it was one that we knew was going to come down to it late, um, and, and whoever won that one has a chance to win the conference. So we got one more to go to win the, the WRC.
1: Well, you know what you you made the great point. Being able to withstand uh, you know a tempo like that is, and it's uncommon to be in it, uh, but to stay in and keep yourselves mentally focused and not try to do too much uh, and make mistakes offensively and defensively due to impatience, that says a lot about a ball club. Yeah, you know, and we've we've kind of faced some adversity throughout the course of the year. We've been in. Uh, you know dug
4: ourselves some holes where we had to battle back and and our kids are I, I don't want to say they're used to it because you don't want to necessarily get used to something like that but but they've right. found ways all year long you know to not panic and just stick with it and they know there's a lot of basketball in front of them every night um, and, and they just kind of keep keep pushing and and they find a way to get over the hump and um, I think I really hope that that's going to go a long way for us down the stretch here as we
1: get close to tournament time. Who plays well for you tonight, Coach?
4: Well, you know we had a handful of guys that played well, and it wasn't always, you know, with the low-scoring game, forty-two forty. It wasn't necessarily right. putting points on the board. But uh, Will Harmon did a great job running the show for us, and he was patient and you know waited for his opportunities to score. Ike Gaylor, my six-five uh, junior, did a great job offensive rebounding along with Owen Acton, six-three junior, um, and, and they just they kept possessions alive and they got us extra possessions. We just kind of we preach a lot that you know extra possessions equal more points, and you get mm-hmm. a few of those a game, they pay off for you. And those two guys really went and got the ball uh, on the offensive glass for us tonight and gave us extra opportunities.
1: Greg Dean, the head coach at Fountain Central, tonight they beat uh, Park Heritage forty-two forty. Big game tomorrow night honoring their sectional championship team. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Again, my best to your dad, and good luck tomorrow night. I hope we're talking tomorrow evening.
4: I hope so. Thanks, Coach.
1: Thanks very much. The man himself, David Deaton, joins me. He is – he is with me, thank goodness, every weekend. Tonight we're talking about Cord and Central's win over Eastern Pekin 42, excuse me, fifty two forty five. the final in this one. David Deaton, thanks for the call. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right, Coach. How about you down in Florida? Uh, it's horrible to be me, quite frankly, and, uh, you know, I, I – <laughs> I don't mean to rub it in and you know and bring attention to myself but yes uh, I, I I am here my wife and I uh have one child our daughter Stephanie who you know grew up a coach's kid had to en- had to right. endure that life uh and um she and her husband Gary uh have a home in Naples our grandson, the chosen one, Jackson, is here too. So uh, we kind of sneaked—we sneaked in a family vacation down here. I'm only, we're going to be here a week. So, um, but the beauty is, we'll turn around and come back <laughs> in maybe March and April. So that's how it is. So, yeah, I know who's your hysteria is going on. Even though I'm not in Indiana, I still feel all of you. And I, I'm I'm happy to talk about, you know, I'm loving talking about basketball. And I just wish I was back home and maybe watching a regional uh, tomorrow. But you had your, yourself a heck of a game tonight, did you not? Yeah, it was a fantastic game.
5: Ended up going to overtime. It was homecoming night at and Central as well, and uh, Ooh, just a okay. really good atmosphere all the way around. And you know, this Eastern team coach has been really good. Ray Weatherford, first year head coach, but Coach Weatherford's been at Borden for a long time, and then he's right. been at Eastern right. as an assistant over the years and done a really good job with this team this year. And got a six ten center, Jacob Cherry, who was the team's leading scorer coming in, but. Corden really never let him get going in the first half. He made a 17-foot jump shot, and that was all he could make in the first half. They held him to two mm-hmm. points. It was 10 all at the end of the first quarter, and Gordon was able to get the lead out to 29-19 by halftime. But then Eastern just kind of chipped away second half behind their junior point guard, Caden Temple, and behind Cherry, and then some other guys stepping up as well, and came down to a last-second shot in the fourth quarter. Yancey Edlin, who was a six-foot senior guard for the Musketeers, drove it down the floor, stopped at the right wing, head faked a Corridan defender who went right by him, and then he knocked <laughs> down the three at the buzzer to send it into overtime. And the Panthers right. got the first basket at overtime thanks to their six-five senior center Austin Vaughn, who shot it over Cherry with a hook shot, backed it in, made it 45-43, to and then Corridan got stops. They got to the free throw line, drew some fouls, made seven out of ten free throws in the fourth quarter, even after only going two of seven in the fourth quarter. But the Panthers are able to overcome that with a good fourth quarter performance held Eastern to just one basket in the overtime session. And the Panthers able to win tonight to get to 16-5 and five on the year and 5-2 and two in the conference wow.
1: uh, in the Mid-Southern. The important question, who won the uh, Queen contest? Uh, that would be Katie Wolf, who won it tonight at Corridon Central High School. Okay. Congratulations, Katie. We want to make sure you got honored in the proper one. And who was the king? Uh, that would be Austin Vaughn, the what I bet you who
5: made the first shot there at overtime. Right. He's a six-five oh, senior center for okay. Corridon Central. He's had a very good season, and he is uh, quite a right. good post-president for this Panther team.
1: What a night to remember! I mean, think about this. I mean, when he's my age, or you know, he's, you know, he's King, knocks down the three to put it in overtime. That's a, that is a fantastic night. I don't care who you are. Uh, who's up tomorrow night? So, what game you have tomorrow night? Uh, we'll be at Regional 15 at Charlestown. That championship game between
5: Court and Central and Rushville tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Looking forward to it. I'll talk to you
1: tomorrow night, David Deaton, Thanks so much. All right, sounds good, Coach. Thanks. Coming up, more basketball. We're going to talk about the regionals with Kip Westner from Hoosier Basketball Magazine after this scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk.
2: All right, more high school boys. Basketball scores, Floyd Central and Madison faced off tonight. It was Floyd Central winning 62-40. to Forest Park beat Heritage Hills 57-42. to Fort Wayne North and Fort Wayne Dwanger took to the court. It was Fort Wayne North winning 58-56. Fort Wayne Snyder would defeat Fort Wayne Lores 80-67. And then finally, Fort Wayne against Fort Wayne South with Fort Wayne winning 74-33. Fountain Central and Park Heritage went into overtime. Fountain Central would win it by two, 42-40. North Montgomery and Frankfurt faced off. Frankfurt won 49-35. Franklin beat Perry Meridian 59-39. Frankton beat Mississinowa 49-43. Gibson Southern would beat Tecumseh 61-43. to Goshen beat Wawasee 60-45. to Greenfield Central was victorious over Franklin County 57-25. Hanover Central beat Lowell 56-42. Heritage Christian beat Indianapolis Ron Colley 50-43. And then we had a pair of overtime games with Sullivan and Indian Creek going into overtime, that game being decided by a point. Indian Creek winning. And then, in a very high scoring affair between two teams you probably wouldn't expect, Indiana Math and Science and Crystal House Manual went into overtime with a final score of 82 to 81, Indiana Math and Science winning by a point. Indianapolis Cathedral beat Fishers 47 to 44, Indianapolis Riverside beat Irvington Prep Academy 89 to 52, and finally Jay County defeated Heritage by one, 45 to 44. One more coming for me in 15 minutes for Network Indiana Sports. I'm Sam Fritz.
1: Welcome back everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget, uh, regionals are tomorrow. Uh, you got to win a game. Uh, then you have the uh, field um, be, be, be redrawn, so to speak. You join uh, Greg Ragsdorff for that on IHSAATV.org dot org on Sunday. So a lot going on man who knows more about basketball than the rest of us combined the publisher of who's your basketball magazine kip Westner, joins me hello kip hi bob great night of basketball great weekend of basketball so before we talk about tonight where will you guys be tomorrow for regional action
6: well uh, my staff should have uh, five of the 16 sites covered. Uh, Chuck will be at Laporte, which uh, features a lakes uh, Lake Central versus Northridge, which that should be interesting. and mm-hmm. uh, Dale mm-hmm. Dale will be at Winnemac for the 2A game, Central Noble. Versus South Central Union Mills. I think uh, one team has two losses and the other team has three losses, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. Right. Uh, Jeff Jeff Robinson will be at uh, Green Castle uh, Indian Creek, who I believe is number one in Class Three A in the most recent role. Right. We had them two in the Hoosier Basketball Magazine against Purdue Poly. Boy, they've had an outstanding season. I think they got twenty two wins on the on the year, yeah. so no, they, you know, that should yeah. be an interesting game. And Scott Whalen will be at Bedford. You have the Johnson County connection with uh, Center Grove versus Franklin, state runner-up Franklin from last year in Center Grove. Mm -hmm, So that should mm -hmm. be interesting. And then uh, Truman Bennett (laughs) will be at uh, Marion for Homestead and Fishers. Now, I was – collecting all the data trying to figure the 1 4 and 7 you know we talk about the Hoosier Basketball Magazine helicopter and trying to trying to figure right. out the best right. way to hit 3 3 regionals and then maybe also wind up at Washington Ligoti Boys for the evening and i realized that my niece is getting married tomorrow so i will not oh. be in any any regionals which is a little bit gloom and doom but the good part about the region right. its just one game. Uh, I mean, there's obviously, what, 32 games, but uh, right. the one game but, deal. Yeah. So next week with the semi-state, uh, have an afternoon, having the tournament. You know, uh, the Final Four in the non-class days is always neat where you have the semifinals and the finals. So next week with the semi-state will be uh, really thrilling, but uh, tomorrow is going to be an outstanding day of basketball as well. And Hoosier Basketball Magazine will be out and about around the state.
1: So I'm sure you're asked by a great number of people, what do you think about the format change? Personally, I think you know there are a lot of positives about it. More, more teams, more schools, more opportunities to play for kids. Um, from a coaching standpoint, so I still think about that, even at this stage in my life. Uh, I got to win one rather than two. I get a chance to prepare uh, extra time after winning one. And so uh, it's going to be very interesting, to say the least, coming up tomorrow.
6: Well, I think better teams playing longer is is a win, uh, regardless of how it happens, and uh, that should be the the way it matches up. Now, uh, the uh, the pairings, for instance, like in the one A, we talk a lot about that far deep south in Class One A, where Lanesville, Trinity Lutheran, and uh, Tecumseh and um Vincent Reveille, who got beaten the sectional. But all those teams fed through that same group uh, the last three or four years. Well, in the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, we have Lanesville and Trinity Lutheran, one and two, and they'll potentially match up next week as opposed to this week. So that's mm-hmm. the case in point of those two teams. If they hold serve uh, tomorrow, then we are in – um position to have an outstanding day of basketball regardless of just like anything else when the tournament starts you can look at the records you can figure who may or may not win but we're talking about teenagers playing basketball so the team that uh, (laughs) prepares the best and makes their free throws and doesn't turn the ball over is going to advance and um so yeah it's for the, selfishly, for the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, the idea of 16 regionals playing through is a great format that we've used for 53 years, minus the two or three years right after class basketball. But uh, I think for the state overall, it, it makes sense, and it's a win.
1: He's Kip Westner from Hoosier Basketball Magazine. And, um, you know, you, you look at this, and we've talked about it before, South Bend, Washington having a great run in, in 4A but um you know i think we got through the sectionals um without uh, t- we had some uh surprises but not uh, in my recollection not a great number am i right
6: well yeah i think that there's uh, there's truth in that um, just like we said the the surprising girls basketball maybe more so than boys what I find so intriguing about the girls game is the best teams play one another all season long. And they really Mm -hmm. go out of their way to schedule the best teams. It'll be December 15th or January 12th, and you'll have two top five teams play. A lot of times the records, the the records don't necessarily show who may or may not be the best team. Like uh, for instance, Mishawaka Marion, we have them number one, in 3A in the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, and I think they're maybe the favorite to win with South Bend Washington moving from 3A to 4A but they probably have, you know, almost a half a dozen losses. So they're not ranked that high right now, but that doesn't mean that they're not a good team. I do think when, you know, we always talk about the Hamilton County sectional with uh right. fishers, they had a couple losses and they were, you know, fortunate to get past Noblesville and then had to turn around and beat Hamilton uh, Southeastern. So you look at who they've already beaten and it's an impressive deal, but then you got Homestead waiting for you at Marion uh, tomorrow and uh, like we talked about with Franklin and Center Grove, you know Franklin was a state runner-up last year. They've had a great right, year, but right they uh, they played Center Grove already twice this year, I believe. So uh, you know, third time maybe a charm for one team or the other.
1: We'll figure it out. That's for darn sure. Any uh, any surprises tonight on the boys' side? You, uh, you guys get out chance to see some yeah, games so tonight.
6: It looks like there was a lot of uh, overtime games. Uh, the uh, the game I was at, I made a trip to the deep south tonight I was at Cordon uh, Eastern Pekin and I don't I think the last time I was at Corden's gym was 92 or 93 I know Jake Biddle was playing and they were playing mm-hmm. against Paoli which was a big rivalry back then so it was neat to get back in that gym unfortunately when it's two and a half hours from home I didn't see the overtime finish but Boy, I will tell you that both of those teams are are good. They both got uh, 12, 14, maybe 15 wins on the season. And right. uh, Corden, right. Corden's got – they start four seniors. got 15 wins. Uh, Tyler Fessel and uh, Anthony Martin are a couple seniors that uh, had good games today. And then on Eastern Pekin's side, they got a 6'11", uh, Jacob Cherry, and a junior, Caden caden temple and so uh you know that sectional 46 with eastern pekin it's got brownstown central dale was at bedford tonight for the one uh, one point victory where brownstown central was able to beat bedford north lawrence but they're in that sectional 46 providence who was a state runner up in two a's in that sectional 46 mm-hmm. so that's that's a sectional to keep an eye on i heard you mention the uh or is it the 19th coming up a week from Sunday will be the pairing right. show and all, all eyes are right. wondering about how those groups go but I also wanted to mention that Chuck made a trip to the oldest gym in the state uh Mishawaka the cave boy north northwood right. number right. one in 3a really uh, had a great game tonight uh, I think we had them two or three in the Hoosier basketball magazine when we uh printed but uh they're an outstanding group and I'm sure all eyes will be on them, too, with uh, Mishawaka Marion from the north, uh, who's been having a great year. And then, uh, finally, I mentioned about uh, Bedford um, and Jack Benner. You know, he's uh, having an outstanding junior year, that one-point win. We had them ranked number one in the uh, Class 2A for the Hoosier Basketball Magazine. But the same kind of thing. They've lost some games. So, going into the sectional, you never know how it'll play out.
1: He's Kip Westner, Who's Your Basketball Magazine? Be safe tomorrow. We'll talk to you. Thank you, Kip. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Bob. Coming up, we're going to talk about Bloomfield's win over Washington with Coach Neal. Coach Joey Neal join me when we come back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
2: All right, for the final time, let's get into some Indiana high school boys basketball scores. John Glenn beat Jimtown 72-34. Kokomo defeated Richmond 72-62. Laporte would beat Merrillville 84-75. Boone Grove fell to Lake Station 79 47. Lakeland beat Central Noble by three, 59 56. Lakewood Park defeated Bethany Christian 66 59. LaPel would win over Shenandoah 49 41. Lawrence Central beat Indianapolis Washington 81 38. Lewis Cass defeated. Western fifty-six to forty-five. Lagodi won over Mitchell sixty-nine to thirty-four. McConaughey was victorious in a high-scoring game against Southwood eighty to seventy-eight. Madison Grant won against Alexandria fifty-nine to forty-two. Manchester would defeat Peru by three fifty-four to fifty-one, and then a double overtime game between McCutcheon and Marion. Marion would win ninety-one to eighty-one. Marquette Catholic beat Hammond Knoll eighty-four to sixty-seven. Martinsville defeated. Mooresville, 72-64. Michigan City was victorious over Lake Central, 78-57. Mishawaka Marion was victorious over South Bend Joseph, 76-48. Don't forget, guys, the Hoosiers are in action tomorrow against the Michigan Wolverines at 6 p.m. And the Purdue Boilermakers will be tipping off on Sunday. Number 1 ranked team in the country, Purdue Boilermakers, facing the Northwestern Wildcats, who are tied for second in the Big Ten. Pacers lost. They're on the road tomorrow against the Washington Wizards at 7 p.m. For Network Indiana Sports, this has been Sam Fritz.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk Let's talk some basketball, high school basketball tonight. Bloomfield with a very impressive win. Bloomfield number one and 1A. They're pretty good. Coach J.B. Neal joins me. Uh, they have a solid, solid win tonight over Washington. Coach, congratulations on the win. Uh, I'm so glad you took time to call me. 73-45 win over the Hatchets. Congratulations to you and your kids.
7: Thank you. Appreciate it, Coach.
1: It's a big win. That's an emotional win for you, is it not?
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you're facing uh, Coach Miller, I mean, he's won a lot of games, big yeah. titles. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great guy. I really lo- enjoy uh, whenever we play their teams.
1: Well, you guys are playing awfully, awfully well,
7: are you not? Yeah, we are. Uh, you know, fortunately, we shot the ball uh, very well tonight on our home court, Uh you know, shot fifty-eight percent total, fifty-three percent from three. So, you know, anytime Yikes. you do that, you're hard to
1: beat. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would think so. It's you know, but your kids are capable. Uh, there's, they're clearly capable of doing that. Um, and the other part of it too is that, you know, when the ball goes in, you feel a little bit better about yourselves. You come down, you defend, you're energized. So you're you're playing very very well at both ends of the court tonight.
7: Yeah, I think defensively, you know, Bryson Knighty, he's, he's a heck of a shooter for Washington, and we were able to hold him to 10. And, and I think we're we're really buying into team defense and what we need to do to shut people down, and, and that's been a big key.
1: Well, you have had consistency with your group. I mean, you have a, a nice depth, a nice balance to this team. They've consistently played at this level, which is not easy for teams to do, Coach.
7: No, we, you know, our schedule's solid, I, I feel like, and, and we're challenged yeah. every night. I mean, we go to Sullivan next Tuesday. We got Bloomington South the next Tuesday. Uh, you know, we, we challenge our kids, and, and fortunately, we were able to, to get through some of those, which it could go either way. You could play well and get beat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no question. All right, so I've mentioned it throughout the night. Uh, Greg Raikstra and I are bringing you the pairing show coming up a week from Sunday. Uh, you happen to play in one of the most difficult areas and sectionals around. Uh, and so there's, there's, it's an important night for everyone, is it not?
7: Oh yeah. And, and, you know, we're, it's a good problem to have, but, you know, on paper, you're the favorite and then that team you're going to play is going to push all their chips in just to sure. get you one night. And then that's, that that can be tough, uh, so, you know, we, we look forward to the challenge and, uh, you know, we'll prepare like we always do and then uh, hopefully uh, come out on top.
1: Well, you know, we still have a lot of basketball to play until then. We got, you know, big week. These next couple weeks, obviously, are very important for your basketball team. Everybody's basketball teams in these next two weeks are trying to put some things together and continue what they're doing.
7: Yeah, and you, you want to, you know, be playing your best basketball here these next two weeks, and that's what we talked to our kids about, you know, daily and tonight before we even went out for the game. Like, you, you want to be playing your best basketball. You don't want to be waking up tomorrow thinking, whoa, what are we going to do now?
1: Well, let's hope not. All right, Coach, who's up next for you next week?
7: Uh, we got Sullivan on Tuesday. Go to Sullivan. Right. So another tough matchup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They lost a tough one tonight, so you'll have a, a team looking for a W uh, coming up on Tuesday. JB Neels, the coach at Bloomfield, number one in Single A, over Washington, 73-45 the final. Coach, thanks for the call and good luck on Tuesday. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Very busy night of basketball. Busy, busy night. We'll come back. Some final thoughts in just a few seconds. We're so glad you're with us. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. We have plenty of basketball to talk about on Saturday night. College basketball, girls' regional action around the state, boys' basketball. That's why Saturdays are very, very busy, especially this time of year. Final breaks and final thoughts on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives dot org, driven the number two, save lives dot org. Sam Fritz, Sam, you still with me or did you take off already? No, coach, I'm always with you. Congratulations! Great job tonight. Well done.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We had a whole lot of over- overtimes tonight, did we not? Yeah, a lot of overtimes, and as a matter of fact, a lot of double overtimes. I believe I counted three over Even the course tonight, which you know, ooh, for high school ooh. basketball, it's a pretty decent amount. Right? I think for any sport, that's a decent amount.
1: I think you're right, and um what's fun, obviously, is we're, we're at the regional round on the girls' basketball. We're getting ready. Uh, to start the sectionals on boys so we're, we're deep into it and we have great games every every week we just that's what makes all this so much fun that's why hosting a show like this is so much fun even after all these years because there's so much going on the emotions are high and uh everybody's doing the best they can right now
2: i yeah i agree i think uh it's it's You know, we're coming down to a very intense time and I think Indiana high school sports, uh, you know, Indiana proudly wears on its sleeve that we are a basketball state and, you know, there's no better way to represent the way that that we grow that talent than in these high school tournaments that are about to get into, uh, you know, action.
1: Are you proud of me for making it to midnight without mentioning the football game
2: on Sunday? You know, it's hard not to. It's really hard not to. Yeah, there's a big no, game no, coming no, no, up it's on not. Sunday that a lot of people are excited it's,
1: about. It, it's not hard at all. Trust me. It's it's easy. Uh, as long as I've done it. I, I try to explain to people. Uh, I won't mention it. This will be the only mention that it, that it gets. I won't mention it tomorrow. Because, you know, when you have the two-week uh, interlude and everybody's over-hyped it, talked about it. every Every storyline's been explored and uh, written about, talked about, on and on and on and on and on. What do you think I'm gonna provide that, that hasn't already been talked about? I'm gonna provide some insight on anything. Uh, and so, look, I am I, I, I understand what Indiana Sports Talk is, understand what it's about. Obviously, after nearly 30 years, I think I have an idea what it is. We're a high school and college football and basketball show. That's what we do. It's what, we made a, it's what I have made a living on. And so <laughs> I, I know what, what, the progr- what the product is. I'm not an NFL guy. Don't want to be. Um, so they, they'll be able to play this. And there's nothing I can add to the discussion that hasn't already been discussed.
2: That's true. I, I should say, in my defense, it's hard to avoid the conversation since I moved oh, you to do Indianapolis it. from fine. Philadelphia. So, yeah, you know, oh, with having a lot yeah. of friends in Philly, I'm getting texted about it all the time. Waking up in the morning, just, just reading a text saying, go birds. And I'm like, that's not even my team. <laughs> You're living the dream, though, Sam. That's good stuff. That's Sam Fritz. He did a
1: great job tonight, as he always does. Same thing for the man himself, Elijah Robertson. Great job, fellas. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to our nearly 50 radio stations for bringing the show every Friday and Saturday night. Thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history making legendary Network Indiana's. Indiana Sports Talk.